you have single-handedly changed our family because of mastermind because i felt safe enough and realized with your help realized that it's not just about the picking up of the toys and the back talk and the productive conversation scripts it's not about that it's about healing myself and becoming a better version of myself and showing up and being able to be that way for my entire family I really credit you with doing something that I literally have not been able to do with countless therapists and all the journaling and all the thinking and all the meditating and all the things. It was because of you. So thank you for helping heal what I thought was unhealable. You're listening to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast with Randy Rubenstein, episode 26. So you guys, in this episode, it's actually the Q&A part of a masterclass I recently taught um, all about how to create a happier household, especially if you have a strong-willed child. And so I had people um, give me some questions that they were struggling with, and I just spoke to three different scenarios. The first scenario has to do with, um, it was presented from a mom named Angie, and um, it was about her, she has a mom of a three-year-old daughter and a five-year-old son, and her five-year-old son is strong-willed and sensitive, and she um, talks about how it doesn't seem like consequences are working with him, and so I spoke to that. She She also spoke about how whatever they were doing wasn't working, but her and her husband are definitely not on the same page, and I think you guys will be surprised by my answer about that. Um, the next scenario I spoke about was the mom of a 15-year-old strong-willed son that she um, that she classifies as oppositional and defiant. And they're going through some risky teenage behavior. And this is a mom who's like read all the stuff and done all the things and she's like we're still about to kill each other help so i spoke to her particular scenario and um and then lastly i i spoke to the mom of a 14 year old son but i think anybody anyone who is a parent of a kid um of any age uh that has a child that kind of falls into that classic gifted category um, the kid who does make the grade, the kid who is the stellar athlete, and and being the parent of one of those kids and wondering what is my role, what's the balance of how do I help to support my child in going for excellence without making them feel feel like they're in a pressure cooker. And so I spoke to her role in doing that. And I think so many of you guys will, um, resonate with that and, um, and maybe be surprised by my guidance there and my coaching on that one. So hope you guys enjoy this episode and thanks for listening to the podcast. It really means the world to me. So the big question is this, how do parents like us know that we aren't messing up the biggest role of our lives, especially when we happen to have a strong-willed child that's constantly pushing our buttons? We've all heard that kids don't come with a manual, so how can we know for sure that we're saying the right things or that we're getting this parenting thing right? Well, on this podcast for parents of toddlers to teens, we'll be giving you real tools you can use right away. 
so that your kids will feel like they can talk to you about absolutely anything and everything. My name is Randy Rubenstein, and welcome to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast, where we believe when your thoughts grow, the conversations in your home flow. Angie says, she's a three and an almost five-year-old. I feel like my current parenting style is not working. My husband's parenting style is not working either, but it's different than mine. We don't agree on discipline or consequences. My son, who's older, is definitely strong-willed, but he's very sensitive. He'll do things that are not appropriate behavior and he'll hurt others, but he only sees the consequences he receives. See, he only sees the world from his perspective. That's actually pretty normal. All along, I feel that we have not been handling it correctly with him. He often says things like we don't like him or we think he's a bad boy. This breaks my heart because I know it's negatively impacting his inner voice. Um, Okay, so here is my guidance. Um, Empathy is the only way to truly teach really anyone, but especially these kids. Um, Like reprimanding immediately, I understand why we we all do it. It doesn't work. That's why we have Groundhog Day and it keeps repeating. I want you to think about um, like a coworker or your boss. Let's say you're in sales and you guys go on some like super big sales presentation. It's your client, but your coworker and your boss comes with you and you don't make the sale. In fact, you kind of really blow it. Like you totally like, you know, you, you had, you had, we're having an off day. You said stupid things, you, whatever, like it just, it didn't work out for you. Okay. Now, after that, after this has happened, you know how you're feeling. You're aware that you weren't at your best and your boss or your coworker says, what were you thinking? You know, like, you know, better than that. What were you thinking? And what if they start reprimanding you and coming down harshly on you? How does that feel? Can you take any of it in or do you find yourself getting defensive, right? So let's say that they came to you and they said something instead like, you know what? Like your track record speaks for itself. Look, everyone has good days and bad days. We're all off sometimes. Like, you know, don't let this, don't let this define who you are. Like we all have it. What if they truly used empathizing? What if they were, what if they used that, that, you know, that tactic instead of the, you know, which, I mean, it's hard for us to imagine a boss or a coworker being like, what did you really suck? What were you thinking? So when we use empathy, when we see the person's perspective and we effectively convey it, it helps them to stay in their thinking brain. Again, there's science behind this. And then they can actually hear what we want to convey to them what we want to teach them. This allows them, you know, this for our kids, what it looks like in our kids is they don't shut down. Like when they become defensive and shut down, it means that we've done the opposite of of empathizing and we've gone to the consequences of all the things that they did wrong. Well, they did all those things wrong because they were having an off moment, an off day, especially with a strong-willed kid they were feeling unregulated on the inside. They didn't know how to cope. They acted out. A lot of times these kids will act out violently or aggressively. They don't have a better coping mechanism. So they're needing guidance from us to teach them a better coping mechanism. But the only way we can get to a place of guidance is by showing them we get it. We believe in you. 
And so, um, so when you do that, what will happen is they start to trust you. And so they'll, they'll start to open up to you. And like you can say, like when they have a moment and you pull them away and they're acting out with other kids and you pull them away and you do like your coworker did, which is like you were having an off day um, and you empathize with them and you're like, what was going on for you, buddy? That's not like you. You're, you know, you're, you're such a, a kind and sensitive, loving person. Like something, something must have been going on for you. And you get them talking. Well, next, what will happen is they'll go to a place of sharing, and then you go to a place of active listening. It's called active listening. Now, I go into more detail in this. I think it's podcast episode 10, Mastermind Parenting Podcast. I go into what the steps of the productive conversation are, and this is really about mastering empathy. And so that's how you get your five-year-old, your strong-willed, sensitive five-year-old to actually learn better coping mechanisms. Chances are, you know, the world is overstimulating and social situations are particularly overstimulating for these kids. So quite often they act out when they're feeling like they don't know what else to do. They're feeling unregulated on the inside. Somebody wants to turn with something they were playing with and they just can't think in the moment. So when we see their perspective and when we empathize before we go into, we don't do any reprimanding. We wait until they trust us enough and then we're able to share some guidance and then, but that comes later. First and foremost, he's going to that place of you hate me because he hates himself. It's just like if you would have, you know, if you, if you lost that sale, you're like, how did I do that? I'm such an idiot. Like we all go to that place. We know when we're not showing up as our best selves. So do our kids. So when he says you hate me, he's, he's really saying, I hate myself. You must hate me. Look at this crazy behavior. I don't know how to behave better. And I keep showing up like this and I know it's not, I know I'm not likable. And then he shuts down and he acts defensive and then he just proves to himself truly how not likable he is and it just becomes this vicious cycle. So, um, so podcast episode 10, what else did I say to this? I wanted you to know, um, yeah, they only learn to improve their behavior when we we're, when we talk to them in a way where they can stay in their thinking brain and they can actually learn something. Um, as far as, as far as the uh, different parenting pages, you and your spouse, it's okay right now. I know nobody says that. You got to be a team. You got to be a team. But here's the deal. You have no control over your husband and he has no control over you. He gets to be his own person. He gets to have his own relationship with his son and his daughter. And you get to have your own relationship with your, and your, your son and your daughter. You are an individual. He is an individual. Right now, you're learning some new tools and a new conversation. You're just growing your sea legs. You do you. Focus on you right now. And stereotypically, men are very kind of solution oriented. When you do you and you start practicing and modeling this, um, your husband will see it works. And when it's not working, if you're, work, if you're not reprimanding him and telling him how to do things and you're empathizing with him, he'll start to, you guys will start tag teaming. So it'll be like, when you see him about to lose it, you'll be like, I got this. And, you know, y'all will tag in, tag out, and you'll start working together. But um, don't tell your husband how to parent. You just do you. So, um, okay, so next we have Lisa. 
who says she has a 15 year old son who's a freshman in high school who's extremely oppositional and defiant. We're seriously struggling right now. Um, she says that he doesn't want to take a bath. He doesn't want to pick up his clothes. He's got ADHD and dyslexia. He's on meds. Um, he saw a therapist for a year when he was in elementary school. We've read, she says, we've read all the positive reinforcements, read books, changed diet, etc. They're doing all the stuff. It was like me where I'm doing all the stuff. Um, and she says, and yet we still feel like we want to kill each other. Um, he deliberately goes against the house rules, but then he shrugs his shoulders and says, I don't know when we ask him why side note, he's adopted and he's been under our care since he was 17 months old. Um, then she followed it up with, um, she, you know, uh, mama's trying to control technology. She keeps finding like iPads that he's stealing and using certain codes. She caught him vaping, like risky teenage behaviors are having happening. And so she's trying to you know, to enforce a bunch of boundaries, um, which is really all about control because that's what we do when we feel powerless. And the more you do it, the sneakier he's getting because this is the deal. They're smarter than us. And especially when it comes to technology and getting away with sneaky stuff, they will. They'll like, the more we try to control, the sneakier they'll get. And a lot of, I mean, we did that too. Many of us did that too. So what we really need here is a pattern disruption. Um, if I was working with you and if I was holding your hand, um, basically I'd walk you through the productive conversation process and, um, and I'd, I'd really need to really go to, to learn how to show up first and foremost with empathy, with, you know, using empathy with him um, by seeing his perspective and and I have to get you in the right headspace first because I can tell there's a long history and there's all these things he's been doing that, um, you know, it's not easy to empathize with someone when they're giving you all these reasons why you should be worried and why you should be mad at them and, and, and why they're, you know, have no regard for the rules whatsoever. And when you feel disrespected, I get it. Um, but First and foremost, I would have to get you in the right headspace to start seeing his perspective. And that would really take you understanding that um, something's got to shift here. And I have a feeling that you're in your own blind, I get it. Like you're in your own blind spot right now because it's very hard to see someone's perspective when they're constantly behaving defiantly. And it's the only remedy. It's the only solution. More boundaries, more control. Like boundaries are important, but we can only start enforcing them after we've started having productive conversations and we start to be on the same team. Right now, y'all are on opposite teams. As long as you're on opposite teams, he's going to fight like hell to win. And so it's just going to be more and more and more power struggles. And you're going down a really, really slippery slope. So I would disrupt this pattern right away with learning the productive conversation. And, and I do think there's some mind mastery involved to get you to that place so that you can start truly seeing his perspective and empathizing with him. Okay. Lastly, I have Jessica who says, oh, this is so good. I think so many of you guys will relate whether you have a 14 year old or not, um, or much younger. 
she has a 14 year old cliff notes super bright super athletic super gifted and mediocre shows up in a mediocre way at best um, and so her question was, how do we help him to learn the skills necessary to thrive in these areas? And Jessica was like super normal. She's like, we're not like, he's capable of getting, you know, the highest of grades and being the most stellar of athletes. She's like, and we're not nutso. Like, we're not like, you know, you must make A's even though we know he's capable. So, so Jessica sounded like, like pretty cool here. Um, but she said, and I think this is common. She's like, um, he says he doesn't know how to increase the effort because he usually feels he does put in a lot of effort. How do we help him to learn the skills necessary to thrive in these areas? Like, she's like, I want to be his coach. I want to be his guide. I want to help him. If he's meant to thrive in these areas, I want him to help him to do so because then he gets to feel that sense of personal, personal achievement and accomplishment. How do I show up in that supportive way for him? That's what she's really asking. And, um, we constantly feel like we've tried to play the balance between not pushing him versus pushing too much. And I get the feeling that this is beyond his control and I struggle on how to help him figure it out or help him get the roadblocks out of his way to help him figure it out. So she wants to, she wants to support him. So here's the deal. I heard somebody else say this recently. You want to be the guide on the side, not the sage on the stage. Okay. In his life. And here's the hard part. If he chooses to underperform, he chooses to underperform. It's his life. He may choose to underperform. You have no control over that. What you do have control over is setting up a household in a way that supports him as a pack leader, as an effective communicator, as a person who's established a set of rules, made a manifesto, had the family meeting, gotten on the same team, started having super productive conversations, empathizing a whole hell of a lot. And now you have that manifesto with the establishing a set of rules, repeating it often, you're following through consistently. And so that household, what does the kid who has like the brain seeping out of his head and the super athletic ability, what does he need? He needs a ton of sleep. He needs the right food and he needs like major parameters on technology, especially during the week. So when you learn how to show up with all that, what I call pack leadership energy, um, that's how you support him because he knows the way the family operates. He knows everybody goes to bed at a certain time. He knows his body needs rest. He knows his brain needs a certain amount of rest. He knows he's got to feed his body in a certain way. And you're constantly providing that environment with those structures and you're repeating it often and repeating it often. And that's the deal. And so um, that's how you support him. And you may do all those things and he may still choose to underperform and that's his right. That's his right. We have no control over that. So um, guide on the side, not the sage on the stage. Hey, did you enjoy this episode? If so, then please take two minutes to just leave us a review. I love creating this show and I do it to help as many families as possible. So leaving a review may seem like kind of a pointless exercise, but it actually helps us reach more moms who might really need to hear these episodes. It would mean the world to me, and plus, it's just plain good karma. Thanks. Hey, you guys. Thanks so much for listening. Mastermind Parenting Podcast is supported by my best-selling book, The Parent Gap. Usually getting a copy of the book and the audio version for you to listen to on the go would set you back around 20 bucks. 
but you can get both a digital copy and the audiobook for just $5.60. It's my gift to you for being one of my podcast listeners. So head over to mastermindparenting.com forward slash book to grab your copy now.